Welcome to Beltway Talk, the podcast of the American International Automobile Dealers Association, where we examine the intersection between Washington politics and the auto retail industry. I'm your host, Hannah Oliver. Today's episode of Beltway Talk is brought to you by Dealer Teamwork. We make digital marketing easy to understand through a proprietary automation platform, data-driven decision-making, and best-in-class customer support. Find out more at AIADA.org. We're talking with Hyundai's Vice President of Government Affairs, Rob Hood, on today's Beltway Talk podcast. He's a Washington veteran and today spends his time working on issues important to Hyundai and his dealers here in Washington. Well, I want to take a minute to welcome you to Beltway Talk, Rob. It is great to have you with us for the first time. Well, thank you for taking me uh, you know, into your podcast. I have to admit this is uh, my very first podcast, so uh, I really appreciate the you all asking me to join you and uh, talk a little bit about uh, what I'm doing with Hyundai Motor. Yeah, well, um, I'm happy this is your first podcast ever. Um, could you first start off by introducing yourself to Beltway Talk listeners and sharing a little bit about your background? I I believe you and our Vice President of um, Government Relations, Rachel Robinson, both worked for Newt Gingrich at one point in time. Is that true? That is true. So I, I've been following in Rachel Robinson's footsteps for my entire professional career, so yeah. <laughs> and um, what is your what is your background here in DC? Uh, yeah. How did you how did you end up at Hyundai? So great story. I think had you asked me six you know six months ago to give you a list of companies that I would uh, would like to work for, you know, I don't think Hyundai would have been on my list. Uh, never in a million years would I thought uh, I'd be where I am today, and I'm just very grateful to be here and with Hyundai and. Uh, at a really exciting time in the auto industry. And, you know, it is um, just a really interesting time. And, you know, and just a little bit about my background. So as you noted, uh, I uh, followed Rachel into uh, working for then Congressman Gingrich back in the very early 90s. And Mm -hmm. I literally took Rachel's place in the district office when she moved to Washington. And I was still uh, a, a student in college. And after graduating, I uh, got to come to Washington and, and work for my hometown congressman, which was 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 Newt Gingrich. Okay. So, just so happened he was the minority leader uh, at the time in Congress, and obviously went on to become speaker a few years later. And uh, just been very fortunate in my ride here of almost 30 years here in Washington, uh, having gotten to work for a speaker, you know, work for I think it's now eight cabinet secretaries, uh, a governor. And uh, you know, probably the highlight of my government career is you know working for directly for the President of the United States, you know, at the White House uh, for George W. Bush. So, uh, been truly blessed in my my time here in Washington, um, and I'm just really excited now with this new adventure with with the Hyundai Motor Company. And that leads me well into my next question, actually, Rob. Um, what is your role in Hyundai's DC office and what does a regular day look like for you? Sure. So I'm the vice president for government affairs and, and basically head up the DC office here in Washington, DC and uh, uh, have a, a small team of professionals of our local staff. And then a few of my colleagues uh, who are here from Korea and, you know, a normal day for me now in a COVID world is sort of zoom calls and uh Microsoft team calls pretty much like mm-hmm. everybody else and uh, really focused on 
the transition that the Washington's going through, obviously, with the election of, you know, President Biden and the new Senate. And so uh, the challenges that COVID brings in that world, uh, but that's what I'm focused on and getting our team up to speed on lots of big policy issues, uh, you know, that we can talk about as we, you know, uh, mm-hmm. go forward here, but lots of things happening. But that is, that's my primary function is representing Hyundai Motor Company uh, based in uh, South Korea and with a uh, North America headquarters in Los Angeles. Okay. And I know, like, as you mentioned already, you have a lot of experience in ledge affairs, both on the Hill and I think across um, the Defense and Energy Department. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and obviously just across across the government. But how has this public sector experience served you as you've taken on this role at Hyundai? Yeah, so I, I think coming out of the, the national security, you know, apparatus, if you will, of government, um, you learn a lot of really important just leadership lessons uh, and decision making and, and managing through very complicated things. And and, uh, and really coming to, to Hyundai, you know, I've, I think really relied on and, and, and looking at the just multiple experiences I've had to include uh, working for the House Science Committee. And really when I worked for Congressman Gingrich, you know, I did all of their transportation uh, environment energy policy issues and of course you know we see those now as key issues going forward in terms of reducing carbon footprint uh, you know looking at electrification of, of future vehicles and so on and so um, you know I think those skill sets really come to play and be helpful and of course I spent eight years uh, in the private sector for a fortune 500 company mm-hmm. and so really understanding the importance of being a value add to you know, the corporate leadership. How do you take a, a small office in Washington, D.C. and provide uh, counsel, uh, intelligence? Uh, how do you be that connectivity between the the C-suite folks back at wherever corporate headquarters is to what's happening here in Washington on a mm-hmm. broad range of things? So uh, I think that's, you know, the multiple jobs I've had over the years, I think, culminate into hopefully doing this job well. You know, time will tell. Yeah, well, I uh, I know you did take this job, I believe, in the uh, thick of 2020 uh, last summer and the pandemic. Um, what were the biggest challenges that you encountered as you took on this role and how have you addressed them? That is a, a great question. And it has certainly um, been an interesting eight months so far in this job. But I, I would definitely... Um, say taking on a new job and, and onboarding into a new company and culture uh, during a pandemic uh, has been incredibly challenging. And you know, certainly hope that uh, going forward, folks won't have to do that as hopefully things mm-hmm. will return to normal. But I would say that the biggest challenge really has been twofold onboarding where normally you would spend time getting to meet uh, you know, your colleagues and your leaders and understanding the company. And in, in my case, you know, it probably would have involved a trip to Seoul uh, to meet our senior leaders there at the company headquarters, to learn about our products and history of the company, uh, to visiting our North America headquarters uh, in Fountain Valley, just outside of Los Angeles. None of those things, you know, I've been able to do, uh, you know, obviously due to the pandemic and trying to be safe and 
and follow the guidelines of not traveling and working mm -hmm. from home and those sorts of things. And so that's been a real challenge. Um, certainly one that we tried to make up for with Zoom calls and things like that, but it's, you know, I think there's no real um, way to replicate, you know, person to person uh, meetings and discussions. And that's probably the second challenge, you know, starting a job and work continuing this job during mm -hmm. COVID, particularly in the government affairs arena, which is really a relationship built business, if you will, yeah. in terms of talking to people and uh, sharing ideas, uh, collecting ideas, uh, learning about issues and so on, you know, particularly again, in the government affairs role, that really is a person to person kind of uh, relationship that's required. So, you know, it's a lot like sales. And so having to adjust uh, to that is, is, you know, certainly you know, it's been a challenge, particularly coming in into a new field, you know, for me, leaving sort of the defense community into uh, the automotive industry, mm -hmm. you know, there was a need for me to meet uh, and introduce myself to a lot of new people. And, and that, that has certainly been a challenge. And again, I, I'm, you know, I'm thankful for the opportunity like this and others to introduce myself to folks. And, and again, hoping that uh, better times are just around the corner and have the opportunity to go back up on, you know, Capitol Hill to be able to walk in, in the halls and visit people in person and, and uh, get to meet the staff and the members and of course now the new administration in person. But uh, yes, it has been a real challenge uh, yeah. you know, trying to do this from home. Yeah, I can only imagine um, how challenging that has been. And I know I share that definitely looking forward to um, being able to have some in-person face-to-face communication with people. Um, as you know, Obviously, there has been a lot of change around Washington, D.C. in recent weeks. In light of that, what policy and legislative issues are high on Hyundai's radar this year? Sure. I, I think it's safe to say, you know, the auto industry um, is really on the cusp of a really significant technology lifestyle change. I think that's, that's you, you can see it now in terms of mm -hmm. things such as electrification, uh, hydrogen economy, looking at autonomous vehicles and, you know, safety improvements that are just around the corner, I think, you know, from a technology standpoint. Um, so lots of really, I think, exciting things are, are really uh, percolating to the top here. And, and I think that's makes this really exciting time in working with policymakers and the new administration. Uh, you know, I think the Biden administration, uh, is really looking to obviously accelerate activities and, and efforts to reduce our carbon footprint, uh, to improve safety. And, and I think those are really exciting opportunities uh, to work with the new administration and, and members of Congress and our consumers. You know, the, at the end of the day, you know, we still have to build a product that, that you know, the American people are comfortable and excited to buy, right? Is mm -hmm. asking them to use their hard-earned dollars uh, to want to purchase one of our vehicles and, and put their families in that vehicle and feel safe. So I'm really excited about some of the opportunities with the, that'll be coming this year to talk about you know infrastructure and, and these sorts of issues. So that's what we're focused on. And uh, you know, I think obviously the, the first issue out of the bat uh, you know, with, with the new administration is trying to reduce 
uh, emissions and, and mm -hmm. addressing global warming. And we're excited to be a part of that conversation. Well, it's definitely an exciting time to be part of the auto industry. Um, as it relates to your job, what would you like Hyundai dealers to know about um, the company's work in Washington on their behalf? And why are dealers crucial to your efforts? Sure. So I, I think at the end of the day, you know, my job really is is to help sell cars, right? It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the crux of what, whatever I do at the end of the day, the, the job is to just, again, sell, sell cars or, you know, SUVs uh, uh, to the consumers here in the United States. And so I think that is the key thing, you know, for every day, everything we do, you know, we have to ask ourselves, you know, what are we doing to help the company and thus help the dealers, you know, uh, sell our cars in what is, you know, a super competitive market in the United States. You know, we have lots of really tough competition and uh, with other OEMs who, and, you know, are just as fierce and as competitive as, as uh, selling their, their vehicles. And so I think understanding the, the dealers, you know, who are at the very forefront of that, that effort, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're the ones who get to meet the, the consumers and, 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 you know, from my perspective, you know, the American voter, right? The American mm -hmm. population every day, uh, having conversations with, you know, average Americans of what's going on. And, and so I think having that relationship with the dealers is, is absolutely critical because not only are they hearing and talking to, you know, Americans uh, every day, but for the most part, you know, the, the dealers are activists in their own communities. You know, they uh, support the local, you know, athletics with, with kids, at the, you know, the rec leagues, or mm -hmm. they're involved in their civic groups, or they're involved in, uh, you know, charitable activities to help their local communities. And so with that comes some responsibilities and, and, and an ability to uh, have, you know, responsibilities in their communities to uh, share ideas and concerns and thoughts and, and, and solutions to some of our big problems. So in my mind, you know, our dealers are absolutely critical to how we hopefully get to good policies that um, continue to improve and, and make the, you know, the places of where we live safer, cleaner, uh, and, and more productive. Absolutely. Um, I think we've covered everything on the DC front. I usually kind of start to move things towards wrapping up by asking an easy softball question of my <laughs> guests. Um, <laughs> but uh, usually I ask them about their favorite DC restaurant, partly so that I can make a list. Um, but dining is obviously a little out of the, a little bit difficult recently. Um, so um, what is your favorite pandemic friendly activity in DC or Northern Virginia in the yeah. last year? So I, I tell you, well, first, you know, I, I think to describe the restaurant situation in Washington, you know, so I, I still sneak into the office a couple of days a week. And so mm -hmm. I have to give a shout out to the Chick-fil-A at Union Station. Um, <laughs> but you know, things are serious when you can walk into Union Station at lunchtime and you're the only one in line at Chick-fil-A. So um, yes, you are right about that. <laughs> it's super exciting not to stand in line, but it is super sad that there is no line. And so my heart goes out to all of those in, in sort of the restaurant and, and 
uh, entertainment, uh, you know, professions. The, the pandemic has so uh, hurt those folks, and so my heart aches for them. Um, sort of, you know, looking for things to do in the pandemic. I would say, really, for us, uh, it's, it's been my, you know, spending time with my family. So I've got uh, four mm -hmm. kids, two of whom are, are college age, and okay. so this past summer they were home, and so. Uh, just getting a lot of family time was really great, particularly mm -hmm. with my, my oldest daughter who's a senior in college. And so just having her home a little extra, you know, amount of time was really nice. And, you know, I think for us, it was doing little hikes and, and walks and places like that where we could kind of get out of uh, outside the beltway and, and uh, sort of get back to nature and just kind of as a family uh, enjoy the outdoors. And, uh, and I'd say now that they're back in school, you know, my favorite thing is we do a Sunday Zoom call with, with all the kids. And so, oh, okay. um, you know, that's probably my, my favorite moment of the week is having that sort of hour Zoom call with all four of the kids just to, not only for me to be able to talk to them, but for them to talk to each other and yeah, um, and so on. So, but, but I must admit, I'm ready for things to move forward. I hope these, the vaccines uh, do what they're supposed to do and, and eventually we'll all be able to get back out and enjoy restaurants and, and the movie theaters and uh, the theater and whatever else people may enjoy doing. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that. Um, well, those are all the questions I had for you today, Rob. Before we wrap up, is there anything you wanted to add? No, this has been great. I just, again, thank you for, for inviting me uh, to be on the podcast with you. I really appreciate it. My kids will will be, you know, hopefully stoked that uh, their dad has sort of joined the 21st century. And uh, <laughs> so I appreciate you allowing me to do that. And, and you know, again, just in, in the role with Hyundai Motors, I'm really looking forward to working with uh, the team there, um, you know, with Rachel and others. And, and I think we have a lot of, you know, issues that are going to come, you know, confront our industry and, uh, and together, I hope we can work together. Uh, to find you know good solutions to those those challenges as we go forward. Definitely. Well, um, we look forward to working with you guys in the rest of 2021. And thanks for joining us today, Rob. Thanks so much. Thanks to Rob for the great conversation today. And thanks to you for listening in. As we look ahead to 2021, we're always interested to learn about who or what you'd like to hear from on future Beltway Talk episodes. Please drop us a line and let us know. I can be reached directly at Oliver H at AIADA.org. Join us again next time for Beltway Talk.